Hi, everybody, and welcome to hum- this week's edition of Humanity First. We are very pleased to have a couple of guests in the house today to talk a little bit about uh, one of BAMSI's um, most uh, uh Loved programs, I would say, and one of those programs that sort of has existed in the shadows for a long time, and that's our Bamsey Helpline. Our Helpline has been around for 35 years or something like that and has always played a very special role in the community of Brockton. And um, I've, I've always – one of the first things that uh, the mayor of Brockton said to me when I came on board was, I cannot – tell you how helpful helpline is to uh, to the people of this community and it was a real uh, honor to sort of be associated with Bamsey that early on and I've learned a lot more about it since and our job today is to talk a little bit about about the helpline its origins but also what's going on now um, with the program it is absolutely true that if we're not constantly thinking about what our goals are for a program like this um, Going forward, then we're going to fall behind in meeting the needs of the people that we serve, especially in an economy at the moment that we have no idea what is going on except for things going up. Uh, when we look at uh, an inflation rate of 5%, when we look the, uh, at the fact that gas, I believe, is a dollar five more than it was a year ago today, people are really feeling it in the pocket. Uh, and that's where Bam, that's where Bamsey's helpline ca- comes in. So I have Curtis Felix uh, in, the, in the office. Hi, Curtis. How are you doing? I'm pretty well. Program manager of, the, of Bamsey's helpline. And um, and and Kathy Anderson as well, who covers a multitude of programs uh, in the um, behavioral health children's services world, and is our, vi- our vice president. So welcome, Kathy, as well. Thank you. Peter. So Curtis, let's talk about uh, Helpline. Um, give us the thumbnail, uh, and then we'll sort of talk a little bit about where we are now and where we're going forward. Yep. So the BMC Helpline is an information and referral program that is that offers primary prevention services. In response to local needs and offers support services and information on obtaining basic needs, you know, we provide help to those with their most basic needs, basically. And that varies from rent or utility assistance to food insecurities to medical supplies, shelters, transportation, anything of those sorts of services we do provide. Um, I think our you know our basic the basic needs are which most frequently um, surface are housing, health care, and you know those who need assistance with the disabilities that they may have. Um, we try to keep those housed by helping tenants solve disputes and those sorts of advocating. Uh, we do heavily as well. Yeah. It's that idea of just meeting people where they're at, isn't it? Exactly. Saying, you know, what is on your mind? And, you know, I once saw, um, this was when I was um, living in England, there was a big um, advertising uh, banner, and it said, where do the homeless keep their meds? And I thought it, it, it stuck with me because it is like, what are we expecting for people who are disenfranchised, who are homeless, um, who have to work two and three jobs to support a family? Um, we're talking about people who are living on the margins. And this is where I am so proud of the helpline, uh, Kathy, over, what, over the past 35 years, that it has always been a program that has been able to step in That's and right. say, you know, what do you need? But... Uh, Let's go back. If I'm somebody who's struggling with my rent and needs help, how do I hear about the helpline? How do I how do how do I how do I get that information? <laughs> That's a great question, yeah. Peter. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. We track where our referrals come from, and they really do come from everywhere. 
Um, and we're always amazed at how people find out about us. But it's everything from, you know, your neighbor, the word of mouth, to somebody's um, physician. Um, we do some outreach to the pediatric offices in the greater Brockton area. Uh, we also have a lot of collaborative partners within the greater Brockton area and Plymouth County area. The United Way of Plymouth County will make referrals to us directly. We've had state representatives call us before. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had the mayor's office give us a call. Um, we've also had people from other parts of BAMSI. Um, we you know, have our earlier intervention program, our HIV case management program, um, we have all kinds of, of services, and when somebody comes in and they start talking about whatever they're there for, sometimes it turns out that they're also in need of some basic assistance with rent or food. Um, maybe it's to pay a bill. Um, we've had a really successful um, collaboration with Massasoit Community College, and before COVID, um, we actually were on site um, during, you know, uh, a couple times a month, I think it was, just to be available if a student had some kind of basic need, um, we were able to connect them to those resources in the community. Yeah, so. yeah. And there's nothing means-tested about this, right? Well, um, tell me more about what no, you're just in, just in terms of if, if somebody's worried about, well, I'm, maybe I make too much to be... Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, yes, yeah, so we do not um, require that anybody um, have any particular, you know, financial experience to come get help from us but some of our funders do require that somebody um is considered low income Mm -hmm. but we're very careful about how we ask those questions Mm -hmm. we don't want to intrude on people's personal lives um sometimes if they just tell us where they've been receiving help already if somebody says to us i get food stamps Mm -hmm. that's enough for us to Mm -hmm. understand that Mm -hmm. they're in need of more assistance and they qualify as low income if you will but um, but we try to avoid asking. We don't want barriers. Right. We really want everybody to ask for help if they need it. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that's the way I look at it, that, that we, we, always, we assume good here, right? We don't that's assume right. that somebody's trying to get one over. I mean, you, you've got to be pretty – it's a strange situation for somebody who doesn't want help to come and ask for help. That's Hardly right. ever happens, actually. It is, it, it is lowering those barriers and making available the resources that we have to people in, in our community. And if we start there, who knows? One out of a million times, we might get one pulled over on us. But for, for, for the majority of times, for the vast majority of times, it is lowering those barriers uh, eventually to, to get help. And as we know, it is not the, it's not the end of that journey for the person who's coming in for those services. It is the array of services that we have at BAMSI. That's that are right. available for those people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, you know, hardship is hardship. I think at Helpline we, we understand that. And, you know, being in that we, you know, our jurisdiction is Plymouth County. And, you know, knowing that we receive calls from various cities um, within inside and outside of Plymouth County and knowing that, you know, our goal essentially is to improve their situation based off the resources and, um, the resources and you know support services that we have in place. Yeah, I think that's imperative. That's right. Know. That's right. And we don't do this b- alone. Uh, we are the recipient of many um, awards, and I believe yes. that we're a recent recipient of an award. Is that right? That's right. Um, the Goddard Foundation has been a generous donor to the Helpline over the years, and. You know, this year and last year, because of the pandemic, they really made it a lot easier for 
um, other organizations like ours um, to access uh, funding. They recently uh, donated uh, $20,000 to us to help seniors 62 years of age and older in the Brockton area with um, fuel. So um, recognizing that, you know, the, the prices of fuel have really increased greatly and people are in need more than ever because of job loss and illness and various things related to the COVID pandemic. So this is just so helpful and we're really um, eager to get that out to people as soon as possible. So um, I just would encourage anybody who knows of a senior who might be struggling to just give us a call. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a much neglected in many different ways uh, part of our population, elders. You know, when I think of the work that our Dawn Davis program does, you know, in the towers around Brockton, it is um, I'm reminded of what Barack Obama's um, Surgeon General said, which is that he believed that isolation and loneliness was a bigger killer than cancer. And I believe that too, especially in terms of going to deliver food to those folks. They are a very isolated and um, economically unstable group of people who need all the support that they can get. And I just think that's great of the Goddard uh, Foundation to to um, to recognize us like that. Which sort of leads me into the next question, which is, you know, as we make ourselves attractive to all of these wonderful funders, what does the future look like for uh, for this service? It's, you know, um, poverty is not going to go away. Uh, inequity isn't going to go away, although we fight that as an agency and as individuals. But how how does Helpline fit into that fight uh, for, for economic justice going forward? Yeah, so I think moving forward, I think it's imperative that we continue to grow continue to learn and continue to outreach the not only resources but learning opportunities you know within bmz within the helpline and you know looking looking at that we i think our digital front print is something that we've addressed and we're looking forward to improve and you know that allows us to increase the awareness towards financial um, literacy you know understanding um, how to budget, how to understanding how you know certain regulations are, and how the proper way to maybe do certain things that you know I think certain communities don't understand, don't get the opportunity to gain access to, and you know I think through that continued outreach to measures, I think that would improve everything from our measures to help or resources available, and et cetera. You know I think. Especially with, you know, our constant, the need, the community needs is ever-changing. And, you know, I think like in the beginning of, you know, the pandemic, you know, feud insecurity was the most um, requested thing, you know, the biggest concern that a lot of people face. Yeah. And, you know, if we fast forward to now, you know, with the eviction monitoring ending, um, as of yesterday, mm -hmm. matter of fact, mm -hmm. um, we're seeing that, you know, housing, affordable housing has become an increasing once again. Yep. So yep. I think it's imperative that, you know, we keep navigating ourselves correctly. Yeah. Kathy, I, I, just on that point that, that Curtis made, there's this idea of um, independ financial independence, of sustainability for human beings. It's at the core of our existence. I s what you said, Curtis, is actually what I see that we should be doing on, uh, going forward, which is um, arming people with the skills that they need to not need helpline, right? That's right? It isn't about us continually supporting people, which we mm -hmm. do, but it should be 
what can we do to ensure that this person has the skills they need? I had this, um, I had this fantasy as a couple of minutes ago that we were that we were on Shark Tank, and that, you know, <laughs> and that we would invest in people. This idea of economic yes. investment in yes. people, I think, is something that we really should begin to think about as an organisation. There's some great That's ideas right. out uh, out there. There's people willing to finance them. I, you know, I think of uh, social equity bonds. I think of things like that. Yes. There's there's really no limit to what mm-hmm. this helpline can do in the next generation of helplines. That's right. Absolutely. I think about it as, you know, we helpline is information and referral, right? And so we're really talking about the information part of this. It's how do we inform people and help them um, to make the right choices, the, the best choices for them and their families around everything from, you know, people not realizing that they can um, choose a different electric supply company that, you know, sometimes people get sucked into these deals where they're being exploited right. um, and, and helping give them the information about that to giving them information about tenancy rights and particularly with this moratorium ending and people are being, um, you know, evicted. They, they don't know what their rights are. They don't know what to do and what they can do. And so wanting to guide them and, and then it's, you know, educating them in, in other ways such as how do you create a budget that's going to work for your family based on your income um, you know and and then it's job retraining for some people especially after the pandemic people have left jobs lost jobs um, and so you know we can help connect them we, that's where the referral part comes in right we can refer them to different programs that are doing that and then you know at the same time helpline sits on different community um, networking committees and we're talking to others in the community about where are the the gaps in services where are the you know needs and what can we do as a community um, to highlight those and to possibly find new resources or develop new resources or find new funding streams you know there's just so the, the need is never ending yeah. but yeah. fortunately we have the the ability the passion um, you know the compassion yeah. You know, and so we're going to keep working at this. Yeah, and that need is ever changing as well, as Absolutely. we said before, mm-hmm. and meeting those needs. It, you know, it's funny because I met with a uh, select person from Stoughton the other day, and um, the first thing that she said to me was, "I have a family that's in trouble." And we we, we talked about this case, um, this particular situation, Curtis, a couple of weeks ago. But uh, but I was really impressed with you know that we weren't meeting at all about anything to do with helpline, but that's a right. constituent had called and said, I know somebody who's in trouble. Do you think they could help? And that Mm -hmm. was the first thing she asked. And I felt, very, again, very proud of that, that we were able to follow up on that. Um, And so, again, profiling the community, that question that I asked a few minutes ago, which is how do I know, as somebody in need, Mm -hmm. where to go? And I think that's that's growing all the time. You know, if the mayor mayor of Brockton knows that, that we can help, he'll call. Yes. Um, and uh, it's just it, it's just a, a wonderful thing. And again, I think just sort of wrapping up, it, it is really exciting that we're thinking about a helpline differently, you know. And and it is a wonderful place for a portal to to care yes. once we meet the um, the basic needs of people and get them settled. Because oftentimes that happens, right? I mean, I, I think about uh, trauma. You know, mm-hmm. we we behave in a a very limbic way in terms of our brains that we want to get through this trauma and then when we have and we've settled that's when we begin to realize the help that we need that might be a bit more nuanced or a bit more sophisticated in terms of you know therapeutic intervention medical intervention that kind of thing but it all starts with meeting the basic needs of the people of our community it all starts by recognizing that there isn't equity in our 
communities mm -hmm. in our country mm -hmm. and that as there is a piece of social justice in the work that we do mm -hmm. uh, every time you pick up the phone Curtis and every time one of uh, our staff goes out and helps somebody that it begins with social justice as far as I'm concerned mm -hmm. so thank you so much it's been wonderful having you on Humanity First and uh, I hope that everybody has learned a lot more about the helpline today thank you guys thank you, thank you.